Hey, welcome back everybody. Today I'm going to talk about my daily routine and the importance of having said routine. So yesterday, if you checked out the episode I made about my biggest struggle, I mentioned that recently I had fixed my sleep cycle. So I'm going to start by talking about that because I find that the most important thing about a daily routine is about waking up at the exact same time every single day, regardless of if it's a work day or a weekend, uh, or even, even a day where you don't necessarily have to get up, even if you're still going to work. Cause I understand many people are on shift work and their, their hours can vary from week to week. And hopefully it's not one of those cases where, uh, you, you're kind of like forced to do evening shifts where you come home at a dramatically later time, because then that obviously complicates things. But even then, I think you should strive your best to wake up at a certain time. But I'll get to that in a sec. First, I want to talk about how I fixed my sleep cycle. So during the pandemic, I've um, personally, I've, I've been out of a job because of the layoffs that I've had. So there were many days where I really could have just gotten up at any time I wanted. And for a while things were okay. And then eventually what happened was I found myself staying up well past 2am, sometimes even up to 4am and then ending up sleeping until gosh, like if I got out of bed, Ooh, excuse me, I'm starting to yawn talking about sleep. If I got out of bed before noon, it would be a miracle. Like there were many times where I was in bed until one in the afternoon, which is just insane because then you're just spending so much time in bed and oversleeping and then you feel groggy for the remainder of the day. And especially now in, in, uh, where I live in BC, the days are pretty short. So you can imagine that the majority of the time you spend awake, it's dark and that can really have a negative impact on you. I don't think I have any listeners in Alaska or up up in like really northern parts of Canada that experience the long bouts of nighttime. I have no idea what those people go through or how they go through it, but for a normie like me, it's uh it's a bit much. So it was starting to play a toll on my mental health. I was finding that I was feeling lethargic all day and and then I was basically not being productive even during the hours that I was up. Cause I don't know about most people, but I find that the argument of it doesn't really matter where you, when you wake up because you can get the stuff done during the day. doesn't really make sense. I get some people are night owls, but personally for me and for the majority of people, I find that when you're up late, you're not really doing things that are productive. Instead, you are kind of, that's your procrastination time. Your, your time wasting time when you do things that aren't as productive or maybe in your best interest. Maybe you stay up way too late watching YouTube videos or just endlessly and mindlessly scrolling through your phone. And maybe sometimes it's, it's nice to catch up on, on a TV show that you wanted to catch up on or play some video games with some friends. But for the most part, I find it's just time wasted on things that probably don't really make you feel that good when, when you're done. Uh, spending your time doing it. Personally, one of my biggest vices is probably Reddit and Instagram. And I find that if I'm up late, 
that I'll just kind of scroll through those endlessly and waste a lot of hours. And then as a result, wake up way later. So what I really tried was to wake up early and I'd forced myself to do that. And I failed big time, no matter what I did, no matter what, you know, time I set my alarm, I just didn't really feel like getting up in the morning and I felt like I was losing an uphill battle. So I had an idea that I remember several years ago, I read it actually on Reddit where this guy had trouble fixing a sleep cycle and was going through the same thing as me. So instead what he did, rather than trying to either go to bed earlier than what his circadian rhythm was sat, uh, was set at or force himself to be sleep deprived for a bit and then fall asleep earlier the next day. He just kept going to bed later and later and later until he went f- what I call full circle uh, and his sleep cycle was normal again. So that's what I did. I started just every single day trying to stay awake for an extra four to five hours until I got to a point where I was going to bed at a decent time. So I kid you not, some days I would be up and I would then go to bed at like 10 in the morning. That would be my bedtime. And then I'd sleep until three or four and then I would be up again. And then the next day I would stay up until 1 p.m. or noon or however long I could force myself to stay awake. And it took about I think it took about a week to go full circle and to to get to a point where I could actually fall asleep at a regular time. And, I, and what was happening is because it's daylight, you don't get the same quality of sleep. I, I even have like a, a mask for my eyes, but still you just don't get that same quality of sleep, especially because I, I live in a pretty noisy road. So I was heavily sleep deprived. And then one day, um, I remember I tried my best to it was like eight in the morning. I tried my best to like stay up and I just couldn't. And I was like, okay, I'll just take a little nap. And I ended up sleeping until five in the afternoon. So I got this crazy long sleep that day. And I thought I had screwed myself over because I had planned to stay up much longer according to my regular schedule. But what that did was it gave me the, uh, the, I guess, energy to be up the next day until 6 p.m. And then I went to bed, woke up at two. And then the next day I was able to go to bed at like nine and wake up at five. And now kind of a long winded story, but basically now it's, I've been able to consistently fall asleep at around nine, nine thirty, and wake up around five thirty, um, plus or minus a half an hour. Right now I'm fi- finding that I'm falling uh, sleep a little earlier than I'd like. Like right now it's 8 PM when I'm recording this and I'm starting to feel pretty tired, but, and I'm waking up before my alarm. Like this morning I woke up at four, but yeah, so I love waking up early. I always had struggles waking up early, but I remember when I woke up before everybody else, I just felt great because I really like my alone time. I love having that ability to get up before everybody else and before the rest of the world gets a move on. Because what it does is it gives you the freedom to do whatever you want in the morning, whatever you're into. I wake up and I guess I'll, I'll, I'll get into 
get into my daily routine in a sec. Sorry, I'm kind of going off of a bit of a tangent here. I didn't really think this one through. But the reason I, I wanted to bring up why I spent so much time fixing my sleep cycle is because waking up at the same time every single day, as I kind of started this podcast, my point sort of sets you up for everything else. If your wake time is different, then automatically the first thing you've done in your day by default is not a routine. It's sporadic. It's random. So then it doesn't set you up for success for everything else that you plan to do for the rest of your day. I hope that makes sense. So wake up at five. And then the next thing I like to do immediately is I like to hydrate. So I have this water bottle beside me and um, I fill it up about halfway. It's a pretty, pretty large one. And I fully drink that because, uh, you know, as we sleep at night, we, our bodies tend to get really dehydrated, especially if you get up and you have to, to pee, um, which most of us end up doing most nights. So, uh, it's really good to wake up. And the first thing you do to hydrate yourself, speaking of, and then the next thing I like to do immediately after is spend about 15 to 20 minutes stretching from the neck all the way down to the toes. And I find that that has helped me even, even though it's only been about five days that I've been doing that, it's dramatically helped me with my neck pain. Cause I, I don't think I've ever mentioned this on this podcast, but I have like chronic neck pain from years of not doing any mobility work and not stretching and, um, exercising and then not, not having enough focus on recovery. So now that I'm starting to get a bit older, I mean, you start to feel it like you, the shit you could get away with when you were 18, it starts to catch up on you even when you're only 27. So I can still get away with a lot, but I find that this neck thing has especially been challenging. So that's been good. So wake up, hydrate, stretch, and then right now, what I'd like to do is um, is actually eat. So um, many people now, I think they're touting the benefits of intermittent fasting. But I find that if I wake up in the morning and I'm hungry, I'm going to eat. If I wake up in the morning and I'm not hungry, I don't eat. There was a while where even if I was hungry, I would just force myself to have a coffee or just have some more water. But what I found, for whatever reason, it it there was actually more gastric discomfort, like almost, almost like there was some like acid reflux. Like I didn't have heartburn, but it, but it felt like it, but not, not to the extent where you're, where you actually have like the painful heartburn. It just felt like my saliva or like my throat just felt like acidic. I don't know how to describe it. Maybe it's because coffee is acidic, but it would even happen when I had water. So I found that if I just ate something and I like to pound back a couple of eggs and um, a little bit of peanut butter on the side with on, on a small piece of toast, and that's that's perfect for me, just a little little breakfast to kind of get you going, nothing too heavy or, or big because then you just fall asleep back, fall asleep again because it, you know, too many calories right in the, right in the morning just when it makes you want to go back to bed. And then now what I've been doing is reading a book immediately after that. And I usually try to get about an hour of reading in. So, you know, wake up at 5, 20, let's say about a half an hour dedicated to the whole breakfast and stretching. So then you're at like 5.30, then read for an hour. So then 
you're about at 6.30 by the time that's all said and done. And then I have the rest of the day ahead of me. Right now, I'm in a position where I can literally do whatever I want after that. If I want to work on the podcast, I can. If I want to uh, write up some some of the jokes that I've been writing up, I can. Um, I don't think I mentioned this on the podcast, but I'm considering doing just open mic stand-up routine once this pandemic thing is over. I don't think I've even mentioned that I have a theater background. Sorry, I'm throwing a lot at the couple of listeners that I have that have no idea who I am. I'm a very sleep deprived person today. I'm, I'm just overtired, but I didn't want to disappoint myself by not recording a podcast today. So here I am. And I, I apologize if this one is a little scrambled. Um, but yeah, so I, I, this is usually early in the morning is when I like to do the creative work. And then once that is done, I still have schoolwork to do. So I, I focus on that. And then I'm pretty much done for the rest of the day. I am kind of adding more things to my day as I go. Like I'm giving myself the grace of adding small things at a time. So now that I've gotten the sleep cycle down and I've gotten like a little bit of a routine early morning down, then I'm going to add more things like um, I'm going to see if there are some job opportunities around because I'm starting to get pretty bored with the day. There's just so much time, so you want to get more done out of your day and try to get some extra income, especially if if that's uh, something that's available. Um, and then uh, the other one is exercise. So I there was a there was a while, probably three years ago, where I was very good with my exercise. Like I was in tip top shape, really really lean, high muscle volume, shredded six pack, uh, but right now I've, I've, uh, definitely, I don't look like that. I've, I've put on quite a bit of pounds and it sucks, but it is, it is what it is there. It's as a, it's a result of the choices I made every day to not be consistent with my workout. And that happens, you know, like sometimes even things that become routine to you and become part of your lifestyle, they can go away if you're not consistent with them. And if you start to make excuses or allow to make allow yourself to make excuses. So I guess that's something that's a bit of a lesson for today is even if something comes easy to you, there may be things in your life that get in the way and then you don't spend as much time on it. And and then it just becomes harder to like start again. So my only advice to you is if you do exercise or if you do have something that you enjoy that you don't really have to think about anymore, like it's just something you do, Make sure on the days that you don't really feel like going that you still go unless you truly need the rest because then those days start to add up and then eventually you find yourself falling out of the routine and that really sucks. It, it sucks to lose a lot of progress on something that you worked really hard for. Um, but I'm giving myself the grace for that too. Like I'm not expecting my, my body to be the same. So I'm going to try to hit the gym three days a week maximum four days a week for the next month. And then I will start to add more volume and start to increase the intensity a bit as I get more consistent. And yeah, the, the whole idea is every day to improve by a step. Because as long as you're moving forward, as long as you're maintaining momentum, as long as you're trying, even when setbacks happen, they're not really setbacks. They're just, you're kind of like, nudged in 
a different trajectory. You're not, you're never pushed backwards. It's just, you're pushed sideways. If that makes sense, you're still moving forward as long as you have that mentality. But if you let setbacks crush you, then that's when you've really failed. And I think that you become setback resistant if you have something to ground you. And that is by have, you can have that by having a morning routine or just a daily routine. I think it's really important for humans to wake up and do the same thing every single day in the morning or at least when you wake up, because it's it, it's like a foundation. No matter what else you have to deal with the rest of the day, there's one thing that's predictable and the same. So it almost like grounds you. It takes away some of that anxiety from the rest of the day because you have no idea what else is going to come up, especially if you have a stressful job or something that's not guaranteed. Like if you're in sales, you have no idea if you're going to make a dime this day or I don't know if you're a business owner and there's just a lot of different things going on at the same time, or if you've been heavily impacted by the lockdowns, you, and you need to have something to ground yourself and to lay that foundation. And I found that the best thing to do is to have that routine. I think also if you're just productive and like you do things, it sort of gets that momentum rolling and then you end up doing more things throughout the day. So in the morning, pick things that you actually want to do. Pick things that are really easy. So I enjoy stretching because it feels good. But maybe the first thing you want to do is go for a run. Or the first thing you want to do is, I don't know, re read a book or take your dog on a walk. Or literally just stare out of the window and watch the sunrise. I don't know when you wake up. But my, my point is, do something that has very little resistance. Um... So then you don't feel like you're forcing yourself to do something first thing in the morning. It, it should be something that's really easy because then it makes everything else easier once you have that momentum. Um, and then on the subject of going to bed on time at, at the same time, I think that's really important. So then you're not sleep deprived the next day because I think you should be adamant about waking up every morning around the same time. But when it comes to going to bed, obviously strive to get as much sleep as your body needs. But I am a proponent of short-term, you know, what am I trying to say? I, I worded that wrong. I, basically, I, I'm a proponent of sometimes breaking your own rules if it means that you're going to experience something memorable or something important to you. So you know what? If you and your spouse are having a, or, or friend or significant other are having a good conversation and it happens to go 40 minutes past what your bedtime is, don't feel guilty about it. Don't feel angry that you did that. Like that is worth more. And you're going to remember that more than the fact that you went to bed every single day for the, your entire life at the appropriate time. Sometimes you're going to be a little sleep deprived but have the discipline to wake up every morning and then just realize that the next day you're going to maybe need to go to bed on time. Otherwise, it's going to be harder and harder and it's going to play, a, you know, have a toll on your body. Don't don't do that every night, but once in a while, it's not that big of a deal. All right. I'm hopefully made 
some lick of sense these past 20 minutes and didn't completely confuse everyone. Again, I apologize. I wanted to record this one earlier, but I just didn't end up doing it. So hopefully you enjoyed that one. I'll see you guys tomorrow.